Cynic Empowerment. Last time on Cynic Empowerment. <laughs> Free beer for women. Titty Tuesdays. What the titty, fuck? Titty Tuesdays. Don't forget Shakata Nine Tails. That's not a I thing. I don't know. I was like, ladies night. <laughs> yeah, but you can't fucking call it Titty Tuesdays. Titty Tuesdays. That's not in 2020. Jesus Christ, Tim. We're, e we're, we're equal opportunity. We got Wiener Wednesdays. <laughs> 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 it's raining, man. Oh, my God. Wiener Wednesdays. I kind of feel bad for this guy. Uh, Talachko? Yeah, no. Yeah, the more I read about him, it's like, if like, it, I mean, if this isn't a joke, then... Uh, yeah, and, yeah, and if it is a joke, it's just a very lazily written joke. I feel like, yeah. I feel like our, our first story is like... <laughs> Oh yeah, it's like yeah. If this is fiction, it's lazily written fiction, and uh, and if it's not, I mean, like there's there's one section here where they talk about how he gets a concussion and a broken nose after he dressed as a, a woman for this event. Oh uh, yeah, it was a, a trans parade. Yeah, uh, and he, yeah, which yeah, that I don't understand. Like, was he trying to show support by cross dressing and? Then he got beat up because I mean in a lot of those Eastern European countries. I mean Kazakhstan. I mean I don't know what Eurasia. I don't know what that's classified uh, considered. Uh, was he in mm -hmm. Kazakhstan when he did the parade, or was he in Poland? Where was he at? He was in Kazakhstan. He was in Kazakhstan. Okay, yeah. yeah but like, to, yeah. I mean, he's like a strong dude. I mean, he's a bodybuilder. He's a big guy. You know, for someone to concuss him and give him a black eye and stuff like that. I mean, that's yeah, mm -hmm. fucked up. Kazakhstan's really big. I don't know anything about Kazakhstan. Do you know where the Caspian Sea there. is? Um, I'm going to tell myself I do. But do you know where Mongolia is? Yeah. So it, it, it shares the little bitty point with uh, Mongolians, uh, uh, Mongolia's uh, western border. Okay. Uh, and it's south of Russia. So is it between Mongolia and Ukraine? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, there there's a couple things in between... Uh, uh, nah, there ain't. Nah, 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 nah. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, thanks, nah, so. Not exactly. Nah, 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 nah. That's it. You got Mongolia, Kazakhstan, Ukraine. That's it. There's nothing else there. No, no, no. Definitely. <laughs> no, no, no. Actually, I'm pretty sure I'm right about this. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Let's see. Georgia. Oh, Georgia's little bitty. Or maybe is it? Oh, fuck. Is all that Ukraine? Jesus. My geography's so bad. <laughs> <laughs> it depends I mean, on what it where it is but yeah mine's not great but yeah so that that that's fucked up that someone would concuss him unless i mean <laughs> we're gonna assume that he attended the parade in a supporting matter like there was like a small chance that he come up he's like oh look at me i'm a trans woman look how dumb i am and then like a bunch of trans people beat the shit out of him you know it doesn't yeah. give us context mm -hmm. you know like who the fuck knows? Like it doesn't tell us. I'm, I'm more interested was... in that part of the story than the whole like uh, this guy's like trying to develop a relationship with an inanimate object. <sighs> but at the same time, if you're trying to develop a relationship with an inanimate object, just think how sad that is. Uh, mm -hmm. Well, he's getting a lot of attention, but, so he's well, probably building well, relationships in well, other ways too. There's a part too. where he where he talks about his jealousy. Have you read about that part yet? Mm -hmm. How he didn't want to show her to other people. Exactly. We got a quote here from him. Many men would like to imagine. Wait, 
Let me start at the beginning. <laughs> In general, I began to be jealous of Margot. Uh, many men would like to imagine the same after the wedding. I decided to show her less to people. I forbade her from Instagram. I did this a long time ago. Maybe I'm being too selfish. Yeah, but that's the beauty of Margot. And I can do this to her and she won't mind. Yeah. <laughs> like he could legitimately be a control freak that can't be in relationships with real people because he's too mm-hmm. concerned that i don't know they'll... do you remember the uh the hercules animated series yeah the, the disney great. spinoff or i liked it when i was a kid it could be terrible i haven't watched it in a long time well there there was one episode that stuck with me and i i can't really remember any of the any of the series episodes except, except for, for the one. part where hercules had like the sex doll and <laughs> yes yes <laughs> Uh, well, it was effectively you remember this guy. the Hercules sex doll episode, dog? Yeah, yeah. It what? was effectively this guy. Uh, he's like a um, uh, he, he he was a, a um a sculptor, I guess, it's, it's someone who works with clay. You know, makes pots and you know he makes uh he makes fleshlights and pocket make, pussies. But, with yeah, his those sculpting. types of things. Uh, but he had this this kind of demigod like power of animating his sculptures, and he would produce women uh you know of course that's that's not uh in any way shape or form sexist he, he can just like, not, yeah pop these women out um, it's not literally turn it's not literally objectifying women nope, it's not nope, literally no, turning no. Women. they are objects Object. and then they're not objects because he animates them uh and he would animate them because hercules Holy was like oh you know I, I really want a woman to love me and adore me all of the time and he's like okay well i can do that for you bada bing bada boom and this this lady won't leave him alone and they also had this like really weird ability to like uh turn their hands into like uh basically like you know how clay face flashlight <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know like Clayface on Batman where he would like shoot his hands oh, at yeah. Batman and like kind of wrap him up you know like that kind of thing yeah yeah well that's that's what these these animated clay ladies could do and they would just Why? like wrap him up and like I don't know because they love him so much like, they want to give him like really jerk him off or hugs. whatever with the clay hands yeah yeah all kinds of stuff <laughs> you know I mean that's what they're into and uh, at the end of the story uh, like the, the the moral was like uh, don't get into a relationship with somebody that's super obsessed with you unless you enjoy being super obsessed over because the, the, the sculptor guy ends up being like carried away by one of his animated sculptures and he's just like laughing up a storm you know he just fucking loves it because he like made this you know his animated sex doll that would love only him and just like, clay face arms him all over the place I don't know. what the fuck it was a trippy episode dude why you don't remember this, you don't remember this episode no i you know, maybe if I saw the pictures from it, it would it would reignite something in my childhood brain. But I think that if I have if I was exposed to it, which I watched a lot of the episodes, I probably I probably there's a high chance that it might have been. It's been buried under so many other thoughts at this point that I can't get to it at this time. <sighs> but it sounds fascinating. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I guess that's oh, shit. the right I, takeaway. I don't. I don't. Know. I found it. Hercules and the Dream Date. That's the name of the, the episode. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I remember there were some pretty good episodes. Like, I thought, it, I thought, you know, it had a lot of interesting story arcs, like the one you just described. Uh, the villains or whatever in it were you generally interesting 
and uh, thought-provoking uh, compared to some other cartoons. You know, I'm not <laughs> I'm not a show for Disney, but uh, at the time, I, I found I found it an engaging uh, show uh, compared to other stuff on, except for SpongeBob. I mean, everything's I mean, SpongeBob's better than everything. You know, nothing is as, as engaging as SpongeBob, but you know, when SpongeBob wasn't on, Hercules was a decent replacement. Here you get this picture. This is like your your here. Hercules point of view. She's like stretching her arms what out. The like flames behind her and everything. What the fuck? It's terrifying. It, it, you know, it has not ignited anything in my. Not ringing any brain. bells. No, unfortunately. Oh, shit, yeah, it's a bummer. I'm sorry. Okay. Dude. Well, that that's effectively this story, right? <laughs> <laughs> this guy wants to be uh, totally but, in control. He wants he wants right. all the attention. All the attention and all the control. Mm-hmm. What a lucky lady! Yeah, uh, it's an she's an inanimate object, and I still feel bad for her. Mm-hmm. So I heard something today, uh, a little quote, and, and you know, I, I I didn't spend much time on it, but I think there is some truth to it. It, it was effectively, uh, it's very difficult to love and control someone at the same time. Is it? That sounds that sounds like a pretty accurate statement, right? It's like they say, if you gotta love someone, you gotta let them go. <laughs> you gotta let them go, Tim, and uh, I'm like telling that. you, you gotta let them go. <laughs> uh, yeah. What do you think? This guy's like ever had an argument? With uh, Margot, if this is real, then yes, yeah, absolutely. It's just him uh, talking to himself, talking to her, being like, "Why do you always do this? This is why we can't have nice things. I'm always trying to do so much for you. I'm always cleaning the dishes. When was the last time you did a load of laundry? Never, Margot. You don't do shit." You don't do anything, Margo. You just lay around all day. Yeah. I feel like I'm having this conversation with myself. Why don't you yeah. participate once in a yeah. while? You don't even dress yourself for Christ's fucking sakes. Get your shit together. Uh, well, it, it, so this if if all this is 100% true, they're totally just making fun of a guy with a profound mental illness. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. That's exactly, exactly. Yeah. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Exactly. So the the whole like sad part of the story is that there is uh, in existence this news source called the, the New York Post. <laughs> right. And they, and they run around trying to find people who are having some, some profound mental health crises. <laughs> no. Exactly. Because, uh, yeah, exactly. Um, right. Because, yeah, it's either the flip coin that this guy is a giant troll and he's getting mm-hmm. lots of uh, publicity that he wouldn't have access to otherwise as a Kazakhstan bodybuilder, right? Mm-hmm. You know, a Kazakhstan bodybuilder is a dime a dozen. You know, every third Kazakhstani is a bodybuilder. I don't fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> this is, and uh, in order to break through, you know, he's got to do something like this to be novel, right? So there's mm-hmm. that angle, and it's a, he's, a, he's a great internet troll. Or, yeah, like you said, it's really sad, and this article is just highlighting on it uh, and making fun of somebody with a profound uh mental illness and that angle is never brought up the mental illness part is like never 
brought up in the article as being a possibility is just yeah uh, purely saturated for entertainment purposes uh the mm-hmm. one other part that i thought was interesting um when he was uh talking about how he hopes that uh margo will be uh fixed so they can spend uh, christmas together uh uh he uh states that uh uh he hopes that they can have steaks and sushi or have uh some fun with friends which to me would indicate that there he has people that are in his life that are okay with his uh lifestyle that are like yeah I'll hang out with you and your sex doll wife well in some of That'd the fun. pictures he he's having a wedding with other people and i mean they 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 obviously are supporting him to some extent right, right. exclusively him and it's not like yeah <laughs> it's not like it's the bride's party <laughs> yeah it's <laughs> So where's Margo's family? I was really hoping I was going to get to meet some of her. I was hoping I was going to get to meet her parents on on the wedding day. <laughs> he just like leans over with a tear in his eye, and he's just like, I was really hoping that some of your family might come and support us. <laughs> I, I really just feel bad for you. Like, that you have to grow up in that kind of environment. <laughs> Is it me? Do you think uh, they don't like me? <laughs> it's our wedding day. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this guy is not that big for a bodybuilder. I'm just saying. Maybe like my um, my idea of what a bodybuilder ought to look like is based on the unreasonable expectations of American bodybuilders, which are just the most like roided, jacked up people. Yeah, um, but they have access to the good horse, you know, testosterone. This guy doesn't have that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this poor guy. <laughs> he's ha- he's having to to buff out by uh, working out with a sex doll or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which is actually the second picture in the 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 slideshow. Um, what is the name of the um, what is that called? The something valley, uncanny um, valley. The uncanny valley. Yeah, of, of like between looking real and not and there's that in between you know it's like spongebob isn't creepy a real person's face isn't creepy but in between those two you got some creep in there exactly yeah Yeah. i mean some of these pictures i would say that margo kind of has the creepy oh yeah i mean like she's a very high quality sex doll yeah yeah but it's it's not quite there like i mean you can definitely tell like the lips don't move you can you can definitely tell that uh it's like a homogenous coloration, but if there were a few different details that were made, she would have the creep factor just out to the ten. I think that at a certain point, you like you don't want to push the realism of your sex dolls. You want them to look somewhat fake, um, because if you try to push that boundary too much, then you enter the uncanny valley territory, and nobody will buy your product. Yeah, yeah, nobody will marry your sex dolls. No one will marry your sex dolls. Be it'd be just too creepy. Um, so yeah, you in, you intentionally have to make something shitty weird. Yeah, man, humans are so odd. Yeah, we we definitely complicate a lot of shit that doesn't need to be complicated. Whew. Yeah, like he thinks he met her at a nightclub when he probably just got like really oh, drunk God. or hit his we head really hard. We didn't even talk about that part. Yeah, he claims he met her at a nightclub and he's like. He white knighted her. He saved her from some unsavory attention. Mm-hmm. Like one, that's not real. But two, let's like let's pretend it is real. 
Can you imagine going into a nightclub and there's just like a sex doll in the corner? <laughs> or yeah, somebody was like, I, I don't know, like fucking the sex doll, and you like, were just like, "Hey, she doesn't want that," and just like <laughs> run away with her. <laughs> yeah, like what the fuck, dude? <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, mm-hmm. bizarre, bizarre. Right. What's also bizarre is so we've got apparently this is a a thing of uh, monoliths appearing around the world were you aware of this tim yeah these are pretty weird uh i followed the first like three or so uh, and then uh i think some some like christian community started to condemn them as being um you know idols or something to that effect uh so then people you know it's vandalize them and they would come and go um it, it is a little bit curious though it seems like uh do we have a an article about one of them um, I think I sent one. I'll send it again. Let me see if what, I can find it. What happened is I originally I found an article that was like, "Ha! Oh, someone put up a gingerbread mono. Someone put up a gingerbread monolith. This is so kooky because you know all of those other monoliths that have been going up." And then I was like, "Wait, what other monoliths? Are there other? Are there other monoliths?" Mm-hmm. And then I went and looked it up, and I was like, "Holy shit! There are other fucking monoliths." And there are what? What's this list? This list got like what nine, ten? Yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Mm-hmm. Uh, Whoa! Pretty weird. Eleven monoliths. Just these large, like um, triangular prism kind of. Um, well, the ones that I saw were like rectangles, but I mean, I I don't. I'm sure they could come in all sorts of different sizes. Hmm. Well, all the ones that are in this particular USA. Uh, today article are triangular but uh it's pretty interesting um i mean they're very very simple in nature i'm you know i'm sure a lot of people have and they seem to vary in size as well um yeah i think a good many of them are are like very large and their their weight and you know their their imposing stature um begs the question how they were transported to and from these isolated locations that people are finding them um, and sometimes they'll right. just disappear as well. I mean, I assume in a similar fashion, hopefully by the people that put them there and <laughs> yeah. not someone that's trying to capitalize off of the fact that there's, you know, however many hundreds of pounds of raw steel that's just sitting out in the desert. <laughs> right. Like, hey, this is going straight right to there. the scrapyard, baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's art. Oh, man. <laughs> Now it's scrap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's abstract, you know. <laughs> Begin your life as one thing, end it as another. The uh, uh, it's Pretty yeah. cool, though. Um, why would somebody spend so much time? I don't know. This? I don't know. Yeah, they're obviously well-made. They have, uh, and you were right, they're prism-shaped. I'm just an idiot, and I saw the front of it. I'm like, no, Tim, it's a rectangle. It's like... Yes, Jimmy, but did you look behind it? No, I don't need to look behind it. I see a rectangle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it, is a, but it, it has rectangular facets. But, but Jimmy, if you look behind it, you'll see it only has three three edges, making it a really tall triangular prism. No, Tim, I'm pretty sure it's the rectangle. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's, just, it's, a, it's just like these, these big, tall, oh. flat metal things. Yeah, I mean... While the size of them are impressive, they're taller than a than a human, 
um, and stuff like that. And I'm sure it was a pain in the dick to get them to wherever they were. At the mm-hmm. same time, like they're not large enough for me to have my alien radar go off. You know what I mean? Like oh, if yeah. some if some metal prism popped up somewhere and we didn't know how it got there and it was the size of a skyscraper, it'd be like, holy shit, what the fuck is going on? How did something this large pop up? With no one knowing about it, you know that would that would that would make me flip shit. But you know something that's twelve feet tall, you know, four feet wide. I'm like, mm-hmm. eh, it's a pain in the ass. But you could do it, you know. What if? <laughs> what if it it is aliens? Hear me out. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So what if it's aliens and these are some kind of I don't know, like testing devices, like. 2020 was a crazy year, and I know that we haven't really used this episode to discuss, uh, you know, 2020 in review. I mean, because we're, oh, yeah. we're consistently kind of reviewing what's happened in in, in recent days and weeks. Um, but what if this is the end of the test? It's effectively the proctor saying pencils down, and mm-hmm. humanity has effectively failed. You know, they're just like this is uh, the, these are these are what we're going to utilize in order to, I guess, transmit a message to all of the Earthlings. That this is an F know, on your scorecard. Yeah, you are never going to be accepted into the intergalactic federation of aliens and you know what have you. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's 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 pretty much like a visual representation of some uh, function of communication or uh you, you know maybe maybe it's a it's to serve as like a warding device uh so that any aliens that get too close to earth can know that they need to just turn it around and go in the opposite direction <laughs> oh shit <laughs> they got them uh rectangular triangular prisms there oh fuck we're gonna skip okay. this planet Mm-hmm. It's like uh, hobos, how they have like their hobo signs or whatever. Do you know, like, oh, this person will give you some food, or don't mm-hmm. go this way. There's dogs. You know, the triangular prisms is the uh, hobo sign for aliens of like, don't don't fuck with that shit. Yeah, let's <laughs> wait till nobody's looking at, it and they just like shoot one into the ground and <laughs> scurry off. Yeah, but then that wouldn't explain why the one in Utah is gone. That's fair. Yeah, uh, mm. so one of one of them's disappeared pretty weird pretty weird but yeah i thought it was i just thought it was inter- like slightly it's interesting in so far that it's a mystery and as soon as it's no longer a mystery it will no longer be interesting <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, like yeah. the, the one that i feel like is a cheat that shouldn't even be on the list is the one in northern california it's three feet tall and it's in a raised flower bed on a sidewalk yeah it's, I saw it's it. like that, that's not a monolith that's a fucking that's a that that's some trash that someone left out there. That could be a fucking signpost. That could be yeah. anything. Like go fuck yourself. It doesn't count. <laughs> Less impressive than your average light post. Yeah, exactly. If it's if it's shorter than me, it can't. Monoliths have to at least be taller than me. I'm a relatively tall human. Yeah. If it's not taller than me, it's not a monolith. It's that means you're a monolith, Jimmy. Ooh, no! I said it has to be taller than me. You, so you I will I will always never be a monolith <laughs> unless I wear platform shoes. Then consistently then updating. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's pretty cool though. Uh, why why all the mystery behind it? Why, why do you think they'd want to keep it all secret? 
I don't, I don't know. It's like the, uh, it's just people fucking with people to be like, whoa, it's so cool. Oh, look at the bottle that burrow. Whoa, what an alien. Could be aliens, man. You know, and the fact that, and also if you go through and like look at all the countries, it's like it's all happened in predominantly like white countries. So maybe it is a scoring card from aliens saying that we fucked up and they're going to come and, you know, uh, probe us or something. Yeah. Uh, but the fact that, yeah, that it's happened all predominantly in white Western nations and, well, not, he's got Ukraine, like Poland, other white places. Yeah, we're going to drop uh, a neutrino bomb at each of those locations and then a yeah. tiny neutrino bomb at the little bitty monolith. <laughs> yeah. Tiny <laughs> bomb for you, California. You don't T- deserve a bomb. full bomb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're all in white countries, huh? Mm. Yeah, it seems seems a little convenient. That like if it was like a grand global conspiracy that would be happening, right, um, in places regardless of culture, um, mm-hmm. as opposed to just oh wow, dude, all oh, aliens and shit, bro. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, yeah, not, I want to see some West African monoliths. Yeah, exactly. How come there's none there? Exactly. It's like, what? You mean in, it's not about being probable, you know, if it's in places with people that have the resources to, in the free time to do this shit, it's less impressive, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. Yep. Yep, 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 Yeah, if they would, like, suddenly appear at the, like, the four corners of the world or something like that, it would be like, right. what? Like, what's going what? on? <laughs> yeah, then, then, then it's freak out time. As of now, yeah. it's just, yeah. Like latitudinally equal to each other. Like, <laughs> what does this mean? Ow! That was that. Oh man, did you read this? Uh... Oh, this is an old fuck. Why do I keep finding things that are old and then thinking it's new? But the same, whatever. Time. Fucking I'm wasting, wasting everyone's time. fucking time. I really am. Which one? It's kind of which one? It's the uh, it's the psychology article. Basically, how it was uh, titled when I was reading it on Reddit was like. There are many benefits. Uh, like studies show that uh, working less uh, has benefits for health. Like basically something like that. And I was just like, "Wow!" Yeah. <laughs> Someone wrote the most no shit article at all time. You're telling me that when I work less, I'm going to feel better? Whoa! Holy okay. shit! Stop the press. Call the president. So <laughs> we this gotta is gotta get this, this is- out. This is obviously a little bit dated. It's December 30th, 2019. Yeah, I, one, I saw exactly an article earlier one today. One year old. That was effectively saying the opposite of this. <laughs> Wait, um, no. Yeah, no joke. Like, they, if you they work wrote more, it from the perspective. Great, dog. What, what's that? If you work more, you'll feel great. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's exactly what it was. It, what it, the and, hell? um,. I like it was. A, it had a little bit of a clickbaity title. I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was effectively like um, uh, why the compartmentalized workplace is no longer an option or something like that. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. You know, like maybe we're uh, maybe we're breaking down social boundaries and uh, we can have more honest discourse at the workplace. That's something I'm very much interested in. So uh, I, I go into it, and this person is speaking from their personal experience about how much they love to just leave everything about their world behind when they went into the workplace and just focus on their work. And oh, it was so they're a workaholic. The, 
Exactly. It was like, they were like, oh, having trouble at home? I could just go to the office and forget about all that. I'm like, what kind of psychopath does that shit? I can't relate to my children, but guess what? My children don't matter when I'm at the office. That's right. I'm I'm doing work at the office, and that's what's most important in my life. It's what I look forward to. Ever I since like, our... what the fuck? Who looks forward to doing that? Like... Good, good job on you for having a, um, you know, the type of work where you're just like <laughs> aching to get out of the house and get back to it. But uh, no, like most, how, most people don't do that. Yeah, most people don't feel that way, psychopath. Like, how about yeah. this psychopath? What we're going to do is we're going to create a cloning program, and we're going to completely fill the workforce with people like you, and the rest of us are going to get to enjoy our fucking lives because you love working so fucking much. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, maybe it's just a matter of plugging people in where where they feel like they're making a difference, you know, where, where they feel like they're, they have a, a meaningful impact. Did um, it say what this guy did for a living mm-mm. or gal? It was a gal. Um, but based on the fact that she was writing an article, I think that she was a writer. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's not a job. That's not a- <laughs> Uh, what a joke! Ah. You can't write and it be a job. <laughs> what is she like, an author or something? Or is she like an editor? What is she like, a journalist? Is she like a copywriter? What is she like, a? <laughs> yeah, yeah, not a real job. <laughs> Not at all. But it was just, it came as such a surprise. Like, of course, there are psychological benefits of working less. Because, like, okay, so I think it really depends here. We have uh, some some notable language here to define. What does it really mean to work? You know, what does it mean to labor? Right? Mm-hmm. Like, because I find that, quite literally, the psychological benefits of my definition of working... Uh, are more apparently good when I'm working more. I think that it is important for people to work, but I think it's important for them to do the type of work that they enjoy, that they oh, want yeah. to do. So yeah, yeah. I think that if you are if you are working less in a corporate environment or in a job that you don't like, I could definitely see how there would be a psychological benefit because you're doing less of what you don't want to do. Right. But not doing anything, you know, because we all have oh. to work. I mean, like, it's a part of as yeah. a part of living. Um, right. I feel like dog shit. Like if I, if I spend more than like a couple of hours, uh, like just entertaining myself, like, I feel like it's like that Calvinist work ethic, just like you get, get, get beat into you in the, in the Southern United States. Right. Like, you, you can't be sitting around doing nothing. Like there's a bunch of people all around you that are doing stuff every single day. And some of them aren't as fortunate to have the lay time to sit around and enjoy themselves. So why the hell are you? Like get up and do something with you. Like, like you're just like constantly torturing yourself. Like you're sitting down, like trying to watch a movie, and then in the middle of the movie, like if it's not engaging enough, you're like, I should be doing something else with my time. You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it ends oh, up just God. distracting you for the remainder. It's like fuck. Oh, I mean, I don't think that's what this article is getting at, but yeah, no, I can totally relate with that of Calvinist mindset of just, uh, you know, I mean, I'll, you could even just look at it as a capitalist mindset, right? Of that, you know, you're always supposed to be productive, you know, or even supposed to go so far as to try to commodify our hobbies. You know, it's not good enough just to, 
you know, enjoy woodworking or something like that. You have to be able to find a way to turn it into a money mo- money making endeavor as well, right? And if you're not able mm-hmm. to achieve that, then well, you better find a a new hustle, a new thing to grift on. Oh, mm-hmm. fuck. Yeah, I see right here. It says, um, let's see, if you're lucky, you might have a job that is stimulating and fulfilling, but I would argue that even then, work should not be a main aspect of your life or its defining feature. Working 40 hours a week makes our lives narrow and constricted, meaning we lose sight of whole vistas of possibility and adventure. I think that it has a lot to do with the Western concept of work. Because if you look at, like, say, Japanese culture, they have mm-hmm. an entirely different way of looking at work. And, of course, they do work obscene amounts. Um, yeah. Although on average, I don't think that it's right. more than the United States. I'd be interested to know. Let's see. Um, let's see. What would it? Oh, um, average work week Japan. Yeah, average. I'll, I'll look work, up work week by country. So I I think that the United States is is pretty close to the top. Yeah. World population review. Sure. Let's give it a shot. Yeah, I'm seeing. I'm seeing. I'm picking up what's written down. Oh, here you go. Here are the ten countries with the most working hours. Number one is Mexico. With wow. 41.31 hours. Wait a second. Wait, 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 Tim. Conservatives have told me Mexicans are lazy. What is up with this? <laughs> yeah, well, the United States scores 10 out what of the, the top fuck? 10. 34.35. 34, my balls. Yeah. Who the fuck? If, if anyone's working less than 40 hours a week, it's because they're forced part-time. No one wants to work 34.35 hours per week. I think they're taking that into account. I want to see. Fuck. This is see stupid. This actually... I don't trust this list. This is dumb. This is an average work week. Uh, so are Japan, they taking into account zero? Japan. It put Japan. Well, according to this, Japan is less than United States at only yeah. 32 hours a week. Mm-hmm. I don't trust any of this shit. I, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't think it's entirely. It put, it put Turkey at zero, Tim. It put Turkey at zero. Mm hmm. Do you trust the number zero? It's zero. <laughs> Nobody's working in Turkey at all. <laughs> ever. They don't ever work at all. <laughs> <laughs> those lazy turkeys are Turkians. Yeah. Turks. <laughs> you see, we can make those jokes because we don't live in Europe where they have turkish populations where people are legitimately racist against turks so it's funny for us yep not 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 here no sorry no sorry bob nugget <laughs> what the fuck i don't know oh here what? you go average annual hours worked uh worked per worker okay uh so that's pretty interesting per worker, so work, 2019 work, work. um still mexico is the top you know wow. 2148 hours damn mexicans hustling Mm-hmm. And the United States is still bread. 10, 1,786 hours. Wow. Mm-hmm. And that's up from 2016, where we were 14. Um, let's see. Um, is it, How much of an increase is that? Only a five-hour increase. Hey, uh, 2015, though, it's 1,790. So we went down four. That's not so bad. <laughs> it seems like we stay pretty close to the top, though. I think it also depends on the type of labor that necessitates the industry or um you know the the economic prowess of the region in which you live like mexico for example uh has uh, a lot of farming export um and that is a very manual job so of course you're going to have to work many long hours in order to make it work 
Um, you know, I mean, meanwhile, you parts uh, of the year though where you're not working at all. I mean, I don't know. What's that? Wait, you wait. got parts of the year where you're not working at all if you're working agriculture. I mean, they've got big ass cities too and stuff. I don't fucking know. That's Mexico true. Mexico City's fucking huge. It's like but a lot of than... these farmhands. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, what are Mexico's? Well, I, I would think that like um, agriculture is its primary export, right? I have no idea. I mean, I know we get a lot of sh- a lot of stuff at Walmart's made in Mexico now, and I know they make a lot of our cars, like a lot of the fucking a lot of automotive manufacturers gone over there across the border. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't know. Oh yeah, automotive, oil, and electronics. How about that? But yeah, I mean, we do get a lot of food from there too, though. Mm-hmm. So not disagreeing. Cool. Um. Anyways, back to the article. Um. So yeah, I think that there's a lot of truth to that. Um, less work, more sleep, better life. Yeah, of course. Yeah, um, no, it's just, it's just like a no duh. It's like if you're not if you're not working so much, you get to sleep more. But it also it says there's also increased risk for uh, heart disease and type two diabetes if you're working, which makes sense, especially if you got like a one of these shitty desk jobs like I got, where I'm just like sitting on my ass all day. It's like, huh, I can sit on my ass and eat potato chips all fucking day. I guess, you ugh. know, not not move. That's- it hurts so bad. Get like, get get uh, get get that office pod, like a really big but also flat butt. You know what I'm talking about that that <laughs> office butt. Yeah, it's like it, yeah, it like pancakes. Yeah, exactly that pancake butt. It's like, damn, Margaret, you've been working on your pancake butt, girl. Mm-hmm. Guess what? I got some syrup right here for you. If you know what I'm talking <laughs> about. <laughs> Bring that big old f- in there. <laughs> big old pancake butt butt over here. <laughs> <laughs> you see it's funny because i don't work with anyone named margaret <laughs> yeah i like to shit sit on uh shit on i like to sit on uh shipping crates so that it gives me a waffle ass a waffle ass hey i've been i've done that yeah <laughs> i've done that i've been there there's no chairs get this you know go hop a squat on a, a waffle crate mm-hmm. oh good times yeah uh I like this uh, one of these little takeaways at the end here. Um, the modern emphasis on work is completely out of proportion and harmful to our well-being. One thing is for sure: if you spend nearly all your waking hours working, then it doesn't matter whether you're a millionaire businessman or a successful financial analyst. You're not really so different from a factory worker in the 19th century industrial town. And I think more often than not, unquote, I think more often than not, people in modern um the modern western world view someone who is overworked as that someone in that particular time frame the 19th century industrial worker you know like the uh um you know the the jungle scenario right someone working ridiculously long hours in extremely unsafe conditions and you've got like 16 Um, people all living and sleeping in the same room and they mm -hmm. have to fight the cockroaches and rats with their bare hands in the Mm -hmm. night or whatever the fuck yeah which is just a really it's a really disappointing perspective but then you know you you know that a, a lot of things came out of a situation like that people got so fed up in uh, a time period. I mean, they, they, you can only be complacent to something like that for so long because at a certain point it starts to take your life from you. Uh, you know, and those around you start to die as a result of very poor living conditions. Uh, so I think it's a very clear cut response. You know, when you have so little to lose, 
you 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 do retaliate and you you, you form your unions you you form your your um your militias and and you 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 take things for yourself and and the other people that have worked to to provide that wealth for the area and you know provided the development of those industries right um which i guess is a is a little different conversation than what this article is getting at mm-hmm. like they're, they're just like oh well be able to compartmentalize it to the extent that you're you, you know you're working less because you shouldn't you shouldn't live to work right right exactly um, yeah because in, in effect like if you're able to do that and you're able to successfully make that choice which a lot of people simply aren't right like if you're paid right. by the hour that means that you have to work a sufficient amount of hours in order to be paid what is commensurate with your expenses you know, yep. whatever those expenses may be um, so that's purely going to be dictated by society around you um, and more often than not uh, the 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 owners of of real estate and the means of production in a rentier capitalist sense yep absolutely yeah but yeah i don't know it's just like yeah uh, yeah it's just one of those things it's like did neurosciencenews.com really need to write this article <laughs> Mm-hmm. Well, do yeah. we need an article telling us that we that if you work less you'll be better off <laughs> it's kind of uplifting though like maybe some people just need to hear it yeah um, i guess yeah you're right well here at the end of the article you are an economic object whose life only has value in terms of the labor you perform the only difference is that you have the freedom to change and to make your life more meaningful and fulfilling that's uh... that, that's nice Except for the whole, like, you're a robot. Yeah. Your life only has value in terms of the labor you perform. I mean, it's like, you're not wrong, but at the same time, juxtaposing that that line with the only difference is that you have the freedom to change and to make your life more meaningful and fulfilling, it's like, whoa, what? These are two very different messages. Yeah. (laughs) And they're just two sentences right back to back. It's like it's you are a robot. It's like, yeah. <laughs> oh my god! An economic god. object. It's like, Ugh. yeah. It's like you're not able to change your conditions, but you can, you know, choose your own make believe story to make your life more better to you personally. <laughs> as long as you acknowledge and recognize the fact that you're a robot, and just accept that and swallow that uh, hard to swallow facts pill, you can. <laughs> you... Uh, Maybe make the rest of your life a little bit better. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like <laughs> you need to recognize that you are the most valuable of all resources. A human resource. <laughs> yes. <It's> like, <laughs> does does that mean I get special privileges? Fuck no. Absolutely not. <laughs> that means you're replaceable. Yeah. <laughs> When you have a problem with the company, you should come and talk to us about it. Yeah, not <laughs> so your that fellow we can know workers. how to fire you. <laughs> like, oh fuck, Dave's 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 brought up. He's got a lot of personal issues. Uh, okay, how are we gonna fa- how are we gonna fire this fucker? Um, how about we uh, we say that it's due to a lack of performance? Oh my god, his KPIs are down. Um, speaking of, we actually have an article that's like totally relevant fuck to yeah. this right here. Uh, it. And it's related to Elon Musk, my least favorite person on the planet. So it's oh, great. Yeah. Uh, okay, so we oh, we got, got double. We got a SpaceX one too. Uh, well, I don't want to do the SpaceX one. I want to do the other one, even though just because this is related as far as fucking with people 
uh, and talking to your um, human resource department uh, that that is going to fuck you in the ass. And I got to turn on my fucking ads so I can see this shit. I don't want to turn on my abs. Abs. <laughs> abs. Uh, abs. Tesla activate. HR complaint. I'm going to find it somewhere else. Fuck you, LA okay, Times. Fine. Um, so basically what happened is, uh, I think Elon, okay, so this, this woman, uh, what's her name? Tesla workers claim they were terminated for safety complaints. Christina Ballin. So what happened is, uh, there was an email, like a company wide email, and I think it was sent from Elon Musk himself or something like that. Uh, and it was one of these bullshit fucking emails. I know you haven't had to do the fucking corporate life, Tim, but as someone that in, in the office, you've done corporate life other ways, but as someone that doing corporate life in the office, you always get like these bullshit e- emails from like CEOs and CFOs and like high up fucking admins in the company and fucking vice presidents or whatever. Anyways, and they're like these bullshit emails that serve literally no function or purpose. And uh, what do they say? Well, an example would be like what what was said in the email that Elon Musk sent out, basically saying that you know we're problem solvers, we're all working together. Like, oh, you yeah. know, if you've got an issue, like you don't have to, you know, take it uh, to your boss. You can take it all the way to the tippy top of the company. Like, if it's like a super serious thing, you know, just go up as high as you think you have to in this uh, uh, this artificial hierarchy we've created within this company in order to have your concern concerns be met because we're just we're all in management super concerned with your concerns we're just trying to make this the best company possible so you know just reach out and we would be more than happy to help and yada yada blah 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 so uh, christina ballin uh did that and uh she emailed uh elon musk directly with a long and lengthy email about complaints she had about uh, the cars and things of that nature and things yeah. that she thought needed to be looked at to make it better. Uh, some of the things included like the uh, the floor mats in the cars would slip and go underneath the uh, gas and brakes Good God. Uh, and stuff like that. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Which would be horrible and could cause, you know, a wreck or worse. Mm-hmm. Um, and had some other complaints about, I don't know, I think uh, on the production line floor of like the ma- the plastic mats moving around and all kinds of like different stuff like that. And uh, after that happened, um, she got a follow-up email uh, asking to meet with her or whatever. And she was like, all right, cool. Wow. That actually responded. I didn't think that uh, that was going to happen. Um, and, and what happened is they ended up taking her basically to a part of the office she had never been to before in a dark room with plastic drapes and a quote from Christina says, I knew I should have returned to my desk. She said, this is weird. I thought, uh, this is not going to be a me- meeting with Elon. Like she thought it was going to be, uh, according to the article we have here. Instead, Ballin said she was forced to resign, uh, an event that launched a, launched a six year legal journey leading to where she is today about to face off against Tesla on her own without an attorney in the U.S. Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals. Um, oh, she's going to get wrecked. She, I know. Like, why the fuck doesn't she, she have a fucking attorney? Um, what's here? The the major complaint she has, so, uh, defamation is the main claim in Ballin's suit against Tesla. The company accused her of criminal behavior on a popular online <laughs> news site, but provided no evidence to back up the charge. Uh, like, 
what the fuck? It accused her of criminal behavior. Remember when Elon Musk called the guy that saved the kids in the Thai cave the pedo guy? Yeah, he was and a like, pedo guy. Exactly. Like, this is the same shit. Um, anyways, Ballin says her professional reputation suffered damage. It's so, so severe. She can't find a company willing to hire her. They tell me we'd like to hire you, but we can't afford to be on Musk's blacklist, she said. Woof. Ugh. Nice. Anyways, but that's basically it in a nutshell. There's some more to it as well, but that's like the, the general gist of the story that the company was like, oh, yeah, absolutely. You got some concerns. We're all a family. Hook. Just email whoever you want. And then she had concerns, and she thought <laughs> that, that like HR was there to help you, not to fuck you in the ass. Mm-hmm. And uh, as a reward for believing the bullshit corporate emails you receive and actually trying to make the place that she worked at a better place, she got fired as a result of it and can no longer find gainful employment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a sad story. And I, I feel like um, I think we all have personal stories like this, too. Like at, at, at some point in our professional lives, I think we all kind of become familiar with at least some of our administrators. And some of us are fortunate enough to actually know some of the owners of small companies that we've worked at. Um, mm-hmm. And I think almost unanimously, administrators and owners would like their company to perceive them as being these benevolent leaders. <clears throat> you know, to the extent that they're promoting this family-like um, model uh, in which everyone that is employed at the company sees them as like this this like father figure, you know, that's like taking care of them. Um, that's what, that, yeah, they try to present as, yeah. Yeah, and uh, and and hopefully uh, will increase productivity because people will be loyal to that familial structure. I mean, it, it's kind of yeah. like preying on people's um, <laughs> f- family values. Um, I, I saw this one meme once. I was like, if a company tells you that we're a family, that means they're they're not only going to physically but emotionally abuse you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's there's a lot of like those corporate red flags, and I, I you're you're all right when you said earlier. It's like I didn't I haven't had to slog through. Um, the uh, the the corporate life, um, but I have worked for companies that were in the process of making their way into um, the you know the the status quo uh, corporate mode, um, yeah. and one in particular, um, uh, the uh, one of the administrators would like to use phrases like uh, uh, "We like to employ people here that have an entrepreneurial spirit," and. <laughs> Bro, that, I feel boxes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was something like, and, and I was, at the time I was doing like very manual tasks, uh, and I was just like uh, entrepreneurial spirit. What do you mean, like, um, like doing a whole lot of hard work and then not getting paid for it? Is, yeah. that, is that what you mean by entrepreneurial? Uh, entrepreneurial spirit? spirit? Do you mean I'm supposed to steal some of the product and sling it out on the streets to yeah. make an extra buck? <laughs> yeah, because that's entrepreneurship. <laughs> That's right. I'm, I'm trying to, to find a find a side gig here. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I had this very thing happen to me uh, at at a company where I recommended uh, a, at least a um, a discourse uh, between uh, the the people on the floor and the people in the office. Um, because I, I thought it you know it would it would at least improve our communication, right. uh, if not clear up some of the uh, brewing tensions. Right. You got and, uh, you got admin office workers that aren't doing the shit on the ground that are yeah. making decisions for people on the ground and they don't know what the fuck is going on. 
Exactly. Uh, So I was like, hey, why don't we do an anonymous suggestion box? And I mean, I got I got attacked for that. Like, I, I feel like that suggestion painted a target on my back. And, like, what um, you don't you don't like it forward, here? You got you yeah. got suggestions. <laughs> well, it, it, how it came across to them is, um, I have a problem with the company, and I do not feel comfortable bringing up to you in public or in private because I fear retaliation. And that is kind of what I meant, but because right. I was the, the the stupid one, and I and I you know I said this in a in a very public manner in one of our one of our you know board meetings. Um, you know, there, there was this kind of like, uh, immediate division, um, between the administrators of the company and everybody else, uh, Everyone which is, exact, is like, yeah. exactly what you'd expect. Yeah. It's like, well, why don't we just like peel the veil off of this at least? Like, can we just stop acting like we're all one big happy family? Like if we can say anything that we want to say, you know, that's all well and good, but yeah, you know the firing only works one way here. Like it's not yeah. like I can be like you're a shitty administrator. And, you know, time to get rid of get you. Get out of town. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's like I, you know, you guys don't have to fear retaliation. In fact, any information I give you is going to probably be used in your benefit because you have the power to do so. You know, why the hell would I tell you anything? Um, exactly. So yeah, this this poor lady who I, I guess saw it. Uh, in, in, in her At best benefit, value. yeah. Uh, to to mention especially something that, as far as like the rugs sliding under the um, the gas pedals, pedals, like yeah, it it does kind of sound like she's uh like uh, you'd hate for this to to be public knowledge, even though it probably very much was public knowledge, and you probably oh, found it, it out via market research. You know, <laughs> well, it's just probably an internal fucking email. It's not like it'd be public fucking knowledge. I mean, if she works on the fucking floor and sees this stuff happening, then it'd just be like something that she knew that she noticed. It's like, hey, I noticed this thing that's bad, and I don't know if you're aware of this. I've brought it to the attention of my manager, and they haven't done anything. So your email said to go to the tippy top. So I'm bringing it to your attention, you mm-hmm. know, like some naive fucking dupe. Yeah. Oh man. And uh, uh, but I did find out why she doesn't have a lawyer, and it's actually she's actually smarter than I thought she was. Ooh. Okay. So the thing is, is that she doesn't have a lot of money, and it costs a shit ton of money to have a lawyer. So the reason why she's representing herself is because the only thing she has to pay for is her own time is her only expense and so Mm -hmm. uh because like tesla has endless fucking money and they would grind her into the ground as we said earlier and so you know even still they could grind her in the ground uh with uh legally outmaneuvering her with super expensive lawyers but at least she has a fighting chance in the sense that she won't be bankrupt at the end of this with uh extremely expensive legal costs so it's like I can't, you know, I can't argue that. I can't argue that. You know. Yeah, that that is that's a good point. Um, although that, is, that effectively becomes her life, then. Uh, it can. Uh, it depends. I mean, she I can't don't know subsist how... forever. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're like unless right. she's, I mean, I guess she could f- start like a GoFundMe or something. It's like, hey, help me fight Tesla. But even then, like, right. they're a giant. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know, what what are you gonna do? I was actually trying to find the article oh that uh, that you it, sent. 
And there is there's another uh, similar article uh, about Tesla blocking its employees from talking about them on Blind, which is an app where you can chat anonymously about your work as long as you verify that you work for the company that you say you do. And Tesla has, um, in return, uh, blocked verifications for emails of, uh, regarding Blind to prevent their workers from being able to talk about their work anonymously. Wow. Uh, so they're, they're actively censoring a good number of their employees, which uh, according to this article, Tesla has about 45,000. Um, and at least 2000 of them have signed up on blind and that's before the, the ban. So there are some people that are, you know, that have been able to prove that they were a part of the company and are thus conversing. Um, but then there's, you know, a lot more that I'm sure would like to be a part of that that simply can't. What um, a bunch of psychos. The mm-hmm. uh, I'm also reading here that they make their employees sign paperwork uh, that uh, bans them from joining class action lawsuits. So that's like what you were talking about. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Yeah. Um, I, I just oh I, you signed the piece of paper haha <laughs> you can't sue us now in a class action lawsuit style haha <laughs> fucking idiot so i i hate uh the capitalist class for doing these types of things but in all honesty i hate my fellow worker more that sides with the capitalist class in the instance that they're trying to deteriorate class action lawsuit um unionization efforts uh, or uh, just something like a feedback loop, uh, a la anonymous uh, suggestion boxes. Like if yeah. if they're if they feel the same things I feel, if they're going through the same things I'm going through, and they're like, oh well, you know, it's the boss's right to do something like that. Yeah, fuck them. Like what the fuck, I, I hate them more. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like at least from the capitalist perspective, it makes sense. They're trying to you know protect their bottom dollar. Like what the fuck you protecting, yeah, bro? Of course it makes sense. Like <laughs> of course like, that's what they're gonna do. Yeah. For yeah. No, I I totally get that. I I feel the same way. I I can't tell you how many people. I've known or talked to that you know have some menial job not to say there's like there's not value in all labor right obviously there is people a lot of times don't have a choice in the jobs that they're working you know they're working the best thing they can find at any given time but you know like like a non-glorious job at like some department store or something like that and they just like suck off capitalist all the time and talk about like how great the meritocracy is and you know, how much of a capitalist they are. It's like, bro, you're not a fucking capitalist. Like, you sell t-shirts, bro. Like, that's all you do. You have no capital. Stop calling yourself a capitalist. Yeah, seriously. You live with your mom. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) (laughs) But I happen to be going through my fifth reread of The Fountainhead, and I'll have you know. Right. Uh, I will one day create... The strongest of all steels and build a railroad across this great laissez-faire nation. I don't think they, yeah, I don't even think they've read that, but, you know, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think they read, but, oh, well. I can't even remember if it was the Fountainhead or the Atlas Shrugged where the guy made the fucking green steel. Uh, it's kryptonite. That's the secret. But yeah, but no, this just reminded me because we were talking about, uh, yeah, uh, work and uh, HR and getting stabbed in the back for 
believing in the company. Uh, oh, yeah, because we're talking about being machines or whatever uh, from the psychology news article. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yep. Yep. And this is this is just like a perfect like highlight of that. It's like you got like this person that wants to be like uh, a genuinely good person that wants to be a part of something bigger than themselves right they they've like they've they've uh uh been fed and taken the propaganda hook line and sinker that Elon Musk and all of the companies that he runs are out there to try to make a world a better place so of course they would want a suggestion if they knew that one of the products were were unsafe of course they would would want to hear complaints from their employees to try to make uh tesla and all these other companies like the most best productive efficient safe products you know that they possibly could be and then a big fucking fist of reality just punched her in the face yeah it's like no like they're out there yeah exactly it's like no they don't like they're they're doing it this way because they can make money from it and if they can make money a way that's going to burn the planet faster they're going to do that too (laughs) have you personally received some emails of that nature and you know one of your one of your corporate oriented jobs at least um yeah i get that shit like of a monthly basis monthly basis man that's that's a lot no always always get fucking emails just like from like high up people that's like the email is for you and you can read it but there's no there's no substance to it there's nothing to really take from it it's just like yeah it's just like corporate cockamamie bullshit of (laughs) you know like the fucking especially now with the holidays and stuff like that just yeah being thanked as a lowly grunt it's like yeah we didn't do raises this year because things have been tight but you know i'm just so fucking honored by yeah. how great everyone is and you know getting us through this hard time and adjusting and everyone's just so amazing and i was like go yeah. fuck yourself Pound here's a sand. thank you go 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 feed your kids with this thank you yeah and it's like and it's like i'm not hurting or anything like that but just like from the perspective of everything in context it's just like a bunch of you're hurting bad enough that if you had six bad months you'd be homeless oh yeah and but other not... people got it worse <laughs> other people got it worse <laughs> that's how they get you some people got one bad month yeah somebody yeah some people lose uh the the job that they're working in in a single day and they're gonna be out on the street by the end of the week yeah exactly and that's how they get you like oh yeah well you're doing you're doing good yeah so yeah yeah no no yeah and i'm not yeah not trying to defend them whatsoever absolutely not yeah fuck them yeah yeah those <sighs> those kinds of emails I'm just are trying- the best it's like we're going to inform you that there's no possibility of any additional compensation that's going to be tied with some kind of meaningless you know thankfulness yeah, uh, we appreciate you so much. It's great. You know, we we really work for a great family-oriented company here. Yeah, exactly. Man, this is oh. really awesome. It just feels so good. We make it something good together. Oh, God, yeah, so cool. Yeah, we would only get emails like that. Uh, 
which you know became increasingly you know the one particular job I was working at became increasingly uh, um, more prevalent to, to the extent that I was like, I think I need to get out of here. Like this is a, this, this is a company, cult. <laughs> this company is going nowhere good. I mean, well, not not necessarily like the whole like this is a family kind of thing, uh, but a whole lot of the uh, like we're not going to do raises again this year. It's like mm, okay. Mm. I'm hmm. seeing a trend here. Yep, this is, this, is, this happened. Uh, this happened last year. Wait, that's um, happened the previous year. Yeah, the the only other type of mass emails that we would receive were um, uh, notifications that someone had been let go. Um, oh, they they told you that. Yeah, they would be like, "So and so no longer works for the company." If you have don't, any you dare let them in. If you see him near the back door, let's hit him off a broom and don't let him in for the love of God. Yeah, that was that was effectively like <laughs> um, you know in the paratext was uh, if you see them in the company, like kick them the fuck out, <laughs> or you know like come come get us and we'll throw them out or something like that. <laughs> nice. Oh man, I love it. Yeah. Absolutely fantastic. <laughs> okay. All right, everybody. On that note, uh, thank you so much for listening to us. If you'd like to reach out to us and uh, let us know about your uh, weird cult family workplace, you can do so by emailing us at cynicempowerment at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you there. You can also like us on Facebook at Cynic Empowerment, or you can tweet at us on the Twitter at Cynic Empower Me One. We'd love to hear from you. It would mean a lot to us. And if you're listening to us through any of the listening apps out there, please, for the love of God, please, for the love of God, please like and review the show. It would mean a lot to us, and it helps other people find us. Yeah. Yeah, find us like you would find love and partnership with the sex doll at a random nightclub. Yeah. Hell yeah. Woo! <laughs>